Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast, we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families. Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between. Hey everybody, this is Mandy from Chapel Forge. This is Missy from Homesteading Roots. So the boys are going to join us again today because they just love us so much. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about toxic people. So we sort of, I know, we sort of, I know this is a, a we got to be gentle. Um, we talked about this a little bit in our Christmas episode. Um, oh, Missy and I talk about this all the time and we have really really, really made it a priority in our life to just not let these toxic people, toxic family, friends, situations, whatever, be in our lives if we absolutely, you know, can control it. Um, And we've talked a lot about not subscribing to certain systems. And this is a system that we have subscribed out of and do not renew because I don't, I don't want these people in my life. I like my life without these people there. Um, so I'm going to let Missy start. We're going to start with toxic family. Um, and we're not like dropping names or like, you know, making it stupid, but just kind of generally why we've dropped certain family members in our life, in our lives, because they're not bringing anything to us or to our families. So I'm sure everybody has one or two people in their family that can kind of relate to, um, We've, Mandy and I have done a lot of thinking and reading and I wouldn't really say soul searching, right? Research so much on this kind of thing, but the vicious cycles that happen in families and then that people just allow to keep happening, we are trying to make it a point that we break those cycles. Um, there's, you know, two or three people in my family that were really close with us growing up. They were a major part of my growing up and um, decisions on my life and have been there through uh, marriages, divorces, births, whatever. But there was always that nagging, okay, you owe me something now because I was here for you. Or they would always bring up, oh, remember when I did this for you? And while most people don't think maybe that that's not a toxic trait, when it comes down to it, it's very toxic because yeah. it's always a, what can you do for me? Or what did I do for you that you haven't done for me kind of thing? And I, I've i lost a couple family relationships due to this. And it was because I chose to not participate in that abuse anymore. And I don't feel that life is a competition and it's what I can do for you or what you can do for me that I can't do for you. So I just felt like, okay, I feel like I was doing all that I could for you and offering what I had. And if it wasn't good enough, then I'm sorry, you know, and there was always this like static between us about, well, I gave you this and you didn't even show up at my wedding or you, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not going to give you a chance to tell me why you weren't there or what your reasonings were. You just weren't there and that's the end of it, you know, so I'm going to hold this grudge against you for ever right we're until the lord comes home five years now comes for us that you know there's just been no 
no interaction because of this, but it's because I broke that cycle. Like it was always a, let me give you a gift, but this is what you need to do with this gift. And when you're done with this gift, I want it back. So is it really a gift or are you loaning me this? Because right. if you're loaning it to me, I can't guarantee that nothing's going to happen to it because I have little kids. And if I go to give it back to you and there's a scuff mark on it, you're going to like hold this against me. So, yeah, right. So it was to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't want I don't want anything from you. I don't want gifts from you. I don't want because this is your way of tying that abuse to me and keeping me in that vicious circle. So it got to the point where okay, if that's the way you're going to be, then I'm just shutting you out of my life. And for some specific family members, they've never even met my youngest child, and now I have kids that they were a part of their lives when they were younger that they haven't seen in four or five years, and there's never been a question. There's never been a reach out. There's never been any of it. So for me to find peace with that kind of thing, I had to just push it out. And I feel that if I didn't push it out, it would still be to this day a nagging factor in my life and something that I'm struggling with and holding me down from doing other things that I normally wouldn't do if they were still attached to me, you know? Right. Um, so... And it's, I think it's harder, sometimes it's harder doing it with toxic friends versus toxic family and it's vice versa because family, you feel, well, it's family. Like I have right. to, I have to accept this toxic way because they're my uncle or, you know, I have to accept this because it's my sister or whatever. Um, but no, that's not the case. Like if it's, if it is not feeding you, that relationship is not feeding you, it's more trouble than it's worth. Don't feed into it. Back, pull yourself away and if it's really that big of a deal they're going to come to you and question what's what's happening like what's the problem and then that's your chance to try to make it right if they want to make it right good march on from there if they don't then that's the perfect reasoning to be like okay well then you're not needed in this stage of my life and we've worked really you know like we've worked really hard to redefine family as far as the four of us go um you know like this like i've mentioned in the past podcast this relationship is a lot of friggin' work and like missy just said like if there's a problem we don't just like beat around the bush we might not necessarily at that minute be like hi this is happening but you know we'll have conversations about okay there this problem is going on or this made us uncomfortable or like whatever the hell it is well and i think you know, we're so close enough that we can read each other we always like, know I, I know when something's bothering right. dad like he's not my husband but i've spent a lot of time with him that i know when something's bothering him right and same with you like if even through text right. i can tell through text what what's happening right Something like the other day on. you were just off and i'm yeah. like hmm something's going on here yeah like yeah. it's and it's because we put the work in you know it's not it's not all about what mandy can do for me or i can do for her it's what we do together yeah and you know like just spending time together, you learn people. Well, and like the cutest picture ever is hanging on their fridge. And I'll need to take a picture of it and post it on social. So Jared, who is 10, he drew this picture the other day and hung it on their fridge. And it has God and Grammy and Pap. What do they call What's he call them? Grandmama and Pop Pop. Are in heaven. And then he's got his friends, which I think are mostly friends from, I think, Florida. Florida, yeah. Yeah. And then his family is Jeremy and Missy. Madison, Mason, Vanessa, him, Bean, me, Zad, Zuzu, Jamie, and Bud. And I, I saw this when we came because it wasn't a lesson here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like in Jared's little head, that's his family. Right. And, like, what more could we want? Mm -hmm. There's nothing exactly. more I could want. Like, that's what I want. I want our kids to look at Missy and Jeremy's family as their family. Because 
you know, like I mentioned in the last podcast, I have a relationship with my older brother, but I don't have one with my younger brother or my older sister. I don't have a relationship with my biological dad. I see my stepmom at the chiropractor and she's nice. She doesn't get involved in the drama. But, you know, and obviously we have a relationship with my mom and my stepdad. Um, a, a great relationship. I mean, we see them all the time. We see Zad's um, mom and dad pretty often and his sister pretty often. And we have a relationship with them. But other than that, you know, if somebody asks me about my family, my family is, you know, our parents and the Culbertsons. Like, mm-hmm. that is my family. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we work really freaking hard. The, I can't have a conversation with, for instance, my biological dad. Like, if we, even before he stopped talking to us, if I said something to him and he didn't agree with it, there was 500 reasons why I was wrong and blah, blah. You know, if I go to Missy and I say, hey, this is going on, she doesn't sit there and tell me 500 reasons why I shouldn't feel that way. We try to figure out, okay, well, how can we make everyone just feel better about this in general? And I didn't realize how toxic that was until... You know, he stopped talking to me a year ago. Zad's heart attack happened. I didn't go to my grandfather's funeral. And the whole world blew up. Which was four days after I was home. Right. I don't care. It's great. You know what? I'm telling you, it has been awesome. Um, I did say I wasn't going to, like, mention any names, but whatever. I I, I really don't care. Um, It's just been a lot less stressful. I don't feel like I have to please someone all the time. Like, never do I feel like I have to please Missy. Like, because she's going to disapprove of oh, well, you feel this way about this, so whatever, you know. And this is so stupid, but, like, I... This stems back to when I was a kid... This is going to sound so dumb. I would get Barbies from my dad. I love Barbies. I would get Barbies from my dad, and he would say, well, you can't take it out of the box because it might have value someday. Why in the hell are you giving a five-year-old a Barbie and then telling them they can't take it out of the box? And you said about controlling people, like, here's a gift, but this is how you have to use it. And I can't stand that crap. Like, so as I get older, I realize there's like these little things that there was just this toxic control from the beginning. And I, you know, I didn't know it until I was older. Um, But I've cut off a lot of relationships with, quote, family. And when I say family, I mean people that I share blood with because it wasn't serving me and it certainly is not serving my children. Right. So I don't know. You guys, boys, you have any toxic family input? Not so much. I mean, there is one person in our family, in my family, that's, you know, basically wanting to do their own thing, their own way, and they'll do it any means necessary. And if that means stealing from your family, that's how they do it. And as much as I hate to to do it, but they're no longer in my life. They want to do what they want to do. It's not the way we were raised as kids then go do it somewhere else right don't you don't need to bring your negativity into the family that raised you the right way and just blow things up and 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 distraught everything else that you know mom and dad has worked so hard to to instill into your you as a person and into your mind to do the right things just there's no place for it so there's the door see your way out right don't let the door hit you where the Lord splits you. That's what Missy says. And, and and as far as, you know, a toxic situation, me being adopted, I never really felt that I upheld the Culbertson name. Like, I always had to feel that I had to go the extra mile to fit in with my uncles and my aunts. And 
you know, when my uncle died, things were up in the air of what was going to happen to the family cabin. And then now that dad's no longer here to put his foot down on things, I had to, you know, we had, there was a cabin in our family and Zad, Mandy, Missy and I, and all the kids were there. Um, it's awesome because one, it's off the grid. Nobody can get a it's hold. Pretty of Pretty much the coolest place Completely on the planet. Yeah. Like no running water, no electricity, no cell service, nothing. Yeah, and you know, I asked along with my wife to my uncle. I said, "Hey, we want to do this. Is it okay?" I asked several times. Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, your cousin. Well, that's my cousin. Yeah, yeah. and when we were pretty much 99% done with the project at the cabin. It was, I don't know why you're doing this, why you have all these kids back here, tear it down and never come back. So me learning from my dad was, and I can still hear him saying it today, you gotta make things right. And a part of me wants to, to go and make things right. And hopefully we, earn our I earn our trust whatever trust was ever broken mm -hmm. but to get back to the cabin because that's been in our family the Culberson family since it was built and and you, you know, spent a lot of time there as a kid spent lots of time lots of time me and dad would just drive back just for giggles well, and the times that we were there you could tell that nobody else in the family has been using it it, right. it is just sitting vacant except for the times that we'd go up and and whenever we were there we'd try to make sure that we honored the rest of the family by doing improvements picking up trash yeah. mowing weed eating fixing something that was broken or leak a roof that was leaking trying well, to make it, just... it better and not asking for any monetary right. reimbursement because we were using it it yeah, circles we... back to we if you have to please people that much, right. your family that much, then it's toxic. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's not like we were going there just being freeloaders and wrecking the place. We left the place better every time. Very much. The, then we found the, it. We found it. And and do I go, and, and I still think about this all the time, do I go and make amends or do I just cut that off completely and just have the memories that we've all had there you know that's that's a hard decision for me yes i want to do it to honor my dad to make things right but quite frankly they can go fly a kite because i did everything i did everything honorably i asked right and you know it's just a toxic situation so that's something i got to think about you know do i fix it or do i just write it and off? what effect is it going to have on your marriage your family your kids right. you know whatever right. so all right, babe, what any, Zad has an interest, you know, like he's mentioned in the past, like his dad isn't here, his brother's not here, he's basically got his mom, his sister, and his godfather, who's his dad, basically, um, and we don't really know a lot of your other family, I mean, really, at all. Yeah, my dad was a single child, as I had mentioned before, my mom has four brothers, five brothers? I think four, yeah. Um, which, I know two of them fairly well, one just passed away not too long ago. The other ones I really don't know at all. I probably know... And live on the other side of the country. Well, yeah, live on live on the other side of the country. I probably know Missy's family, like her mom, and Jeremy's parents and sisters 
probably better than I know my mom's family and my godfather's family, um, you know, his brothers and sisters and their spouses, I probably know even better than my mom's family um, and, and their kids, which would be like my cousins. So, um, and once again, they're, they're in the Midwest. So, you know, for me, blood family I have is, you know, just my parents and my sister here. You just have my toxic crap to deal with. You don't have much of your own. <laughs> I mean, but I do, I mean, I do have somewhere like, you know, I feel like no matter how good or how well I do, it's never good enough in comparison to somebody else, even though the things that they've done were far worse, that no matter what, it's, I'm never doing good enough or and we just keep healthy boundaries there. Yeah. Or we do our best to yeah, keep healthy I mean, boundaries there. We still see those people, but it's more limited. And, you know, for a while, Mandy was on my case about it and, you know, saying I'm being mean by not reaching out or not texting all the time or calling all the time. And then eventually it kind of came around to where she understood why I distanced myself more or less before her and I even got together. Yeah. All right, so uh, next, I guess, we're kind of going to just touch on toxic friends. And we sort of allude, alluded to this a lot in our one about uh, lifestyles and how we've sort of chosen, you know, when we say community, we don't literally mean like, okay, Missy lives in Mifflintown, so her community is Mifflintown. Like, that's not really what we mean. You know, our community is our friends and our, like Jeremy's the mentioned. network of people, you know our resources and whatever. So, all right, Missy, why don't you touch on toxic friends? Hmm. So I'm sure we all have some, or some have come in our lives and gone out of our lives. Um, I guess where I struggle is I'm more of a peacekeeper and I kind of let people take advantage of me more than I should. And which in turn then affects my attitude towards my husband, towards my kids, towards the people in my life, people in my life that do hold value. Um, Gosh, I can't even say since I've turned 40 that I've done this. It's probably since I've turned 43 (laughs) that um, I've come to the decision that it's not worth my time. It's not worth my health. It's not worth my family relationship what I have going on here your move um, had a lot I think yes to do with I, as much as I talk down on the move of us moving to Florida and then coming back and all of the stress that has gone on with that I feel like it has grown me as a person as to realize what's important in life who matters in life what doesn't matter and it's made me realize that the things that I want out of life I have to fight for and there's going to be times where I make stupid decisions and pack up my family and move to Florida and realize what I had here and like what I left so I think a lot of like the whole toxic friendship kind of thing is give while I think you should give people a chance and a space in your life you really have to step back and think what is this relationship doing for me and I know I talked about like having like with family toxicity it's not about what I can do for you and what you can do for me but when it comes to friendships I feel that you kind of have to step back and be like is this going to feed me is this friendship feeding my soul is it making me grow into the person that I want to be and if it's not 
find peace with letting it go. Like be okay with, you know, having distance between conversations or it doesn't mean you can't text somebody and be like, Hey, I've been thinking about you, you know, hope everything's good or a death in their family. You send them a little Facebook post or their birthday. You comment on, you know, you can still do all that kind of stuff, but like build boundaries because if it's affecting you in your daily life or the life you're trying to live with your family and create, and it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth... And is it easy? No, it's it's not easy. I mean, no. I still struggle with different people that pop in and out of my life constantly. And I'm like... But if it's toxic enough, you might have to just literally unfriend, <laughs> right. block numbers. Exactly, right. There's, there's, right. Don't allow the, oh, well, I have Facebook and then my Facebook friend. You know, turn their notifications off. Make it so that you don't see their posts. If it's something you find yourself wasting time oh, yeah. on and like... Just rolling over and wondering, oh, and, and throws your whole day off. I feel exactly. like elections have a good way of making me oh, filter completely. out the people I don't want in my life. Completely. Well, and and that new person that you're trying to that comes into your life, they that person, you will realize very quick if that person suits the circle, yeah, or. <laughs> You know, it, it is a benefit, and I'm not saying I I don't want to make that sound harsh. You know, having a friend that doesn't give you anything in return, it's that's not what it's all about. But if it's if that person's like, oh well, do it this way, do it this way, that's the wrong way. Your homesteading life is stupid. They're gonna tell you right away by their actions and their and their words if they're even worth the time. Well, and that's why, you know, not to sound like standoffish, but that's why we sort of just keep this small little circle. And like, you know, we were trying not to use the word circle, but you know, that's why we keep this small little circle because we don't have to explain ourselves to each other and you know, all of that. And oftentimes people will be like, oh, I wish we could find those like once in a lifetime friends like you guys have. And I'm like, listen, there's a lot of work that goes into this. And Missy and I have been talking, we saw this quote like a couple weeks ago, and it was something like, an unhealed person will be offended by everything or whatever. And I'm not saying like we're all completely healed or completely whole or any of that kind of thing, but we're willing to put the work in to try to make it better. Um, and if you just have those people in your life that they're just constantly, oh, you didn't invite me to this, you didn't invite me to that. Well, that's another reason why we don't go anywhere, because then we don't have to worry about that garbage. Um... You know, but that stuff can be hard. Um, and then, so just on the third little tier of this is just like the toxic situations. And the toxic situations really circles back to the dog wandered in, the baby's crying, you know, typical day. Um, really circles back to this unsubscribing from systems that we don't want to be in. So in my head, and I know somebody's going to be offended by this, but a toxic situation for me is public school. I don't want any parts of that. You know, a toxic situation for me is sending my husband to a job from nine to five, five days a week and only seeing him maybe Saturday and Sunday, except I wouldn't because we'd still have all this other crap at home to do. You know, another toxic situation might be, uh, gosh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another one. I mean, school and work are usually birthday my, parties. Oh God, birthday parties. We're never going to invite them anymore now. Um, I haven't one in it. Right? You know, and Missy and I are so similar in this way. Like, we we just don't do birthday parties. Like, we'll get the kids a cake or, like, let's make some cookies or whatever. But, like, we just, I don't know, we're just not into the fluffy BS. I think, like, a whole nother leg off of this is, okay, let's say you don't have an issue with, 
like let's say your aunt but your brother and your aunt have an Ugh, issue so right. do i invite the aunt or do i invite the brother because i know if i invite the brother and the aunt and something happens now we're gonna have this blow up at this kid's four-year-old birthday party right and you know like it's just right it's not worth it it's not freaking worth it it's so not um okay toxic situations boys any other comments I, I like I said I think I, I think like the way I was brought up or my personality is um I'm a people pleaser I'm a happy situation guy and I hate conflict you're very gentle yeah so like I said do do I go make amends do I not that's that's something that I gotta put in to higher powers hands and let it come for right is it worth like wasting your time struggling over the decision to do it right because and, and, and or, that, or you do it so that you can say that you did it mm-hmm. and you did it to try to honor your dad and the decision that was made by that person whether they accepted it or not is now on them and you can live with the fact that right you did what you knew was right mm-hmm. you made the apologies and when you weren't heated and upset in the moment and now you can walk away from it going i did my over and beyond 110 percent, and now it's on them right and it's like you know at, at the at the celebration of life thing i had to look this guy in the eye and be like for your dad for my dad yeah and be like dad's wishes were to be spread at camp so balls in your court now now the ball's in my court so you know I have to talk to this guy no matter what. So, I mean, it may just, that might be the, the higher power speaking. Yeah. So, and why, why are we having this conversation? So, you know, our goals with our kids, like Missy said a little bit earlier, is like this whole like generational trauma, and I'm sure that's like a buzzword right now, but like this whole generational trauma, generational just nonsense of like, you know, oh, I'm the parent, so I get to treat the kid poorly because I'm the parent. Screw that. Like, I, I don't have time for that mess. You know, I Missy and I are very much both in the boat of, you know, why do adults get to have bad days, but kids don't get to have bad days? Mm-hmm. You know, why is it the kid has a temper tantrum and they go get spanked, but then, well, can I spank you when you're being an asshole too? Like, do, you, do I get that option? Mm-hmm. You know, I hate that crap. So a big goal for us in both our families is just that we instill in these kids that there are open lines of communication that, and I'm not saying we're perfect to this because we are not. I mean, we are short with our kids sometimes, whatever, but I, I would love nothing more than our kids to be able to express themselves, whether like, you know, we just had this conversation about Bud, like if Bud doesn't want to talk to me about something, he can go talk to Missy or talk to Jeremy or whatever, and he can have that conversation and then we can decide like, you know, do we need to do something about it or whatever? Um... And and we just want our kids to be able to go out into the world confidently doing whatever they want and just not feel like, oh, I have to like this person because we share blood. Or I have to like this person because we were friends in kindergarten and so now we should still be friends because that's how it was in 1993, so I think we should keep it the same way now. Like, I don't want them to think that that's how it has to be. Right. So. Right. So. Um, that's, I guess, just kind of our thoughts on toxic people. And I, you know, I feel like some people might look at this and be like, what's toxic people have to do with homesteading? It 100% has to do with homesteading because 
we are living this life and this lifestyle because we've chosen to get toxic family, toxic friends, and toxic situations out of our lives as best as we can. Well, and sometimes you're just going to have to deal with it depending on what the situation is and just push through it to get to the end. Right. You know, with, you know, kind of with some of the stuff that Jeremy's dealing with right now, you know, he has to deal with these people, but to get the end goal of what he's working for, he has to push through it until that is done. Right. So that's what we have for you today on toxic people and toxic situations. And we hope as always that you enjoyed it, that you have a little bit of a, you know, clear look into our lives and why we do things the way we do. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye friends.